0: I'm Brett Chang and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, December 5th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. According to a recent survey, Canadians love a good conspiracy theory. Almost 80% believe in at least one conspiracy theory from a list that included John F. Kennedy's assassination, the death of Princess Diana, and the real origins of the COVID-19 virus. Arguably two of those becoming less and less conspiracy is more just normal theories or possibilities. I'll let you decide which two those are, not to get too conspiratorial on you. But peep health, besides whichever conspiracy theory is your favorite, we've got a great episode for you today. For our first story, hitting the gas on methane rules. For our second story, food industry preps for lower appetites. And for our third story, crypto optimism is blooming. For our first story, Yesterday, Canada joined the U.S. in creating strict methane rules to meet climate goals. Here's how it's going to work. So, the federal government is planning to roll out new regulations that target methane emissions in the oil and gas industry. With Environment Minister Stephen Guibault saying the controlled release or burning of methane will almost entirely be barred by 2030. Methane is a greenhouse gas with about 80 times the warming power of carbon dioxide and was responsible for about 14% of Canada's total emissions in 2021. Methane is released when cows burp, but also when oil is pumped out of the ground. It can be captured and turned into natural gas, but some producers release or burn it. Now to zoom out, officials in Alberta, the heart of the oil and gas industry, called the regulations illegal and said they would use every tool to ensure they aren't implemented in the province, pointing out that Alberta had already met recent methane reduction targets three years early. Now, experts say the accuracy of current data can be improved with better technology, given that it's still difficult to assess how much methane is actually being released. This all matters because methane is better at trapping heat in the atmosphere than carbon dioxide. Big reductions in those emissions could slow the projected increase in global average temperatures by up to 0.1 Celsius by 2050, according to the International Energy Agency. For a second story like a gym bro about to tackle leg day, food companies are all in on protein. I've been eating a lot of protein myself lately, so this story is of particular interest to me. And here's what we're talking about for those who are less informed. As weight loss drugs like Ozepic become more popular, some of the world's biggest food companies are beginning to steer into the skid with products that can accompany the drugs or, in some cases, replace them for the Wall Street Journal. Nestle, the world's biggest food maker, already sells complementary products for weight loss drugs like lean meals and is creating new ones to limit weight gain. SuperGut, a food supplement startup, markets its line of appetite-suppressing fiber powders as a natural replacement for weight loss drugs like Ozempic. Bell Ring Brands, which creates shakes and powders, is reformulating its products to provide people who eat less with specific nutrients that they might be short on. It's all happening because Goldman Sachs estimates that the market for weight loss drugs could reach $100 billion by 2030. The expected market gains of weight loss drugs have pushed food executives to develop a game plan for a scenario where consumers eat and drink less. Bellring Brands has seen its shares double in the past year, while the packaged food and meat subindex, which tracks key food company stocks, has dropped 14%. Which brings us to the bottom line, whether it's making the portion sizes of existing products smaller or creating new ones that cater to customers of weight loss drugs, food makers are hedging their bets against what is expected to become a bigger threat to the industry, shrinking appetites. For a third story, as actual winter sets in, crypto winter seems like it could be coming to an end. Here's what we're talking about. A surge has put Bitcoin prices over $56,000 as of the end of the day on Monday. Prices for cryptocurrency are now up 152% so far this year. Returning to price levels seen just before rising inflation led to a sell-off and subsequent crash in April 2022. Other cryptocurrencies had a good day too, with Ether up 85.8% on the year. Stocks for crypto-related companies also got a boost, with Coinbase up 320% from January. And it matters because crypto is becoming more attractive to traditional investors, not just typical enthusiasts, thanks to more stable ETF investment options and interest rate hikes fading into the rear view. The SEC is expected to approve crypto's ETFs from the likes of BlackRock within the next month, something that has been driving investor optimism since the fall. As inflation cools, central banks are also expected to begin reversing interest rate hikes, which historically creates gains for riskier investments like crypto. Even bad headlines like Binance's Chengpeng Zhao pleading guilty to charges are being seen as weeding out the bad eggs and helping boost crypto's perception. But if any of the factors working in crypto's favor right now go sideways, it will be another stumbling block in a two-year span that has been riddled with problems. Peak Pals, thanks for making this the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review? And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter and readpeak.com Have a great day, Peak Pals.